Hello and welcome to War Wrestling Alliance Radio. On today's topic of discussion, we will be looking into the 20 years of John Cena. Yes, the jorts for 20 years and never giving up. Also, let's we're going to recap one of the best pay-per-views that has come out from AEW and New Japan Wrestling, The Forbidden Door, as well as taking a look at some things such as MJF, the situation with him, do we really even care anymore? And do we think we will see any stances of any of these wrestlers with the Roe versus Wade situation? Tune in and check us out. Um, Kodrick and Marcus, uh, since you guys are on, what we start off with is what we call fuckums. Um, you don't have to say fuckums. You can be like, screw them, whatever. But it's like, what, uh, what's eating at you? What's grinding your gears? What's mm-hmm. pissing you off at the moment? And, you know, you can let that out. Um, before we do, I'd like to bring up what uh, Duck had said, what the topics are. Re- going over, just recapping uh, the, an amazing pay-per-view. So the main, one of the topics are AEW and, and New Japan Wrestling's amazing Forbidden Door pay-per-view. John Cena's 20 years of jorts and uh, not giving up. And uh, we can touch on Roe versus Wade if we want to. I mean, I know that's a little political, but we don't really swing that on those topics too much. But we can get there. But I said, first things first, screw-ems, fuck-ems, to hell with them. Kodrick, if you have one you want to let out first, since you haven't been on here in a while, I'd like to hear it. I, I actually, I do not. Maybe I might. Let me come back to that after I hear somebody else. But I actually, I do not. But not at the moment. Okay. <laughs> Good guy, Marcus, since you haven't been on here again as well. Do you have any screws, fuckums? That's BS. That's bullshit. You want to call out that's happened from the week or um, anything prior or it's, you know storylines or stuff that's been cooking up? Uh, yeah, I got a few. Okay. Uh, first is I'm really upset with the. You know, it. You, it's not really. A, it's. It's more of a fuck. It's more of like a a fuck um because it like kind of fucks us all. It's like kayfabe, right? In the past, in the past few years, as wrestling fans, kayfabe has kind of died. I've even made videos on it on TikTok. I made like a video on it on TikTok. But it's like kayfabe is dead. Like pretty much, the world of wrestling is more accessible to us now than ever. And so, pretty much, you have people saying, "Oh, I know it's a work. Oh, I know uh, wrestling is fake and all that." And then you have those people that are saying, "Oh, well, I know it's a work." Or I know it's shoot. But with the 7JF situation, it's kind of put us in a situation of actually we don't know what this is. Because at one moment, it looks like it's nothing more than just a work. You know, he's just airing out his grievances. And so he doesn't seem to be, he's just, you know, playing his character. But yet, AEW has done absolutely nothing to capitalize on said momentum, which is making you believe it wasn't supposed to go this way. So I'm kind of upset at WWE, I'm kind of, not WWE fans, wrestling fans for kind of killing kayfabe and always thinking they know what's thinking they know what every, thinking they know everything that goes on when in actuality we really don't just because you saw the dirt sheets and you saw a spoiler here and there doesn't mean you know what goes on behind the curtains uh real quick i'm sorry real quick um 
could one of the topics Rob missed was that it was supposed to be we speak about the whole MJF situation. Uh, like, a, do we still actually care about MJF? So I just wanted to like throw that out there because that it, that was one of the topics as well. Oh yeah, my bad. Continue. Sorry, I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, it's good. It's good. Uh, another fuckum is just no, okay, like, like I wasn't saying it to stop your, your what's his face. I just wanted to interject to say, yo, that was one of the topics as well. So we, we want to still talk more about it. But go mm. ahead, my back, go ahead. yeah, no, 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 no problem. Uh, another fuckum is the injury that happened at Forbidden Door. Uh, just, just, just sad when injuries happen. Uh, I was really enjoying the uh, Adam Cole match, and then next thing you know, he's injured. So you know, you hate you hate it when it happens. And also, my last fuckum is, I guess. I'll get more into it when we talk about uh, the uh, when we talk about Forbidden Door, but just the fact that when wrestling companies put mate put like their world championship matches back to back, like I just like honestly, it just to me it just seems like it just kills the crowd so much because you had the one you had the one match you had the fatal four way match which everyone just enjoyed to all hell, and then when they got to the Dean Ambrose, I'm sorry, John Mox. They got the John Moxley and uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi match. You could see the crowd was kind of dead, and I was even starting to get ready to fall. I was starting to like fall asleep, but I'll explain a little bit more when we get to that uh, segment, the Forbidden Door segment. All right, all right, cool, cool. Um, Clutch joined on and then joined back off. So, Duck, your screwing fuckums for the segment. Uh, for me, um, mostly is honestly, man, just uh, people who. It's a very small one. Just people who shit Orange Cassidy and made it seem like that Will Ospreay and Orange Cassidy match was going to be trash because of Orange Cassidy. And I'm like, actually, no, because of both. Like, people actually don't pay attention to Will Ospreay, don't know that he actually has an entertaining side to him. Whereas it doesn't get shown a lot, but he would gel well personality-wise and chemistry-wise with, with Orange Cassidy. And it turned out to be a pretty good match. Like, I knew it would. So that's just my fucking right? You know, fucking the people who was like, why is Orange Cassidy going against Will Ospreay? It's going to be trash. Yeah, fuck you. I second that. <laughs> Third, 30. Right. 30. Yeah, I, I'm just like, I'm just, hey, we'll talk more about it. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's just the weirdest thing. It's like, yo, like, Tell me you don't really watch Will Ospreay without telling me you don't watch Will Ospreay. I'll let you hating ass niggas go first because it makes sense when the fuck when it was happening. And I'm like, oh, damn, that shit makes sense. Now, don't get me wrong. Him versus Pac would have made more sense. But from like, just like I said, just the entertainment side of it, it made sense. But that's just my small fuck them. All right, good, 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 good. So we got the fuckums out the way, Kodrick. If you still got one, we'll come back to it. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I think I just echo uh, Duck on that. Like, and I, I, I'm not a big follower of Will Osprey or what have you, but like, you know, I'm familiar enough to know that he can have a pretty much a, a good match with anybody. So you know, him and Orange Cassidy, I didn't, I didn't understand why people. 
I don't like when people hate on a match before the match happens. Like, hate on the match after the fact if the match was bad. But I, I, I'm a big, you know, proponent of don't hate on it until you see it. Now, if you see it and it's trash, then that's one thing. But you going into it thinking it's going to – because you're already going into it subjectively. Like, you, you're already in the ditch trying to climb out of a ditch hoping that you, you – you're thinking that you're not going to like something. So – I, I second duck on that. I didn't understand why people was kind of like, oh, this match is this this match shouldn't happen. Orange Cassidy is not gonna like stop it. Stop it. <laughs> right. Um, I think we should just jump into the forbidden door the discussion of that pay-per-view. Hi. That hey. match. Hey. hey, you're not about to do that. Uh-uh. 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 You're not gonna sit there and skip my fucking before I even say a fucking, and I'm the thought of the fucking. Well, you 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 kind of said, oh, I kind of echoed Doug, so you were agreeing. That, that was your fucking. That kind of. I'm just kidding, dude. <laughs> yo, 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 Marcus, God, you see how we get disrespected on this show? Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> give a nigga, give a nigga a little power, and he go way above board. <laughs> They ain't gonna start building walls up and shit now. Blue leg ass Lex Luthor. Anyways, my fucking is quite simple. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna ask this question and you'll know where it's gonna go. Did Thunder Rosa win her match that night? Yes. <laughs> oh, there wow. Goes my fu- there you go. There you go. That's it. We can move on. <laughs> uh, nah, I'm with you. Fuck, fuck Thunder Rosa, bro. Wow. Yeah, um, I actually almost went to sleep during that match. I was just like, I'm not, I'm not into this at all. I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. I don't know what it was. I was just more ready for the other matches that were leading up, especially. Well, just especially just having seeing Jay White in the ring with everybody, seeing Will Ospreay, you know what they can really do. So I was just like, I'm already over this match as soon as it started. Unfortunately. Well, the only thing I will I will piggyback off of that. I just like it just seemed weird because everything was interpromotional except for that match. So it, it kind of felt out of place. Like even even like watching Dynamite going into the pay-per-view, I was like wondering like why, you know, because everybody else is interpromotional. That's the whole purpose of the inner door. The, the forbidden door concept of, you know, cross promoting and just having two AEW talents go at it. It was a, I just felt like it was just a little out of place. Like they could have saved that for some, they could have saved that match for another time, you know. Great, definitely. But, or included some other talent from New Japan. Something right, right, happened. right. Um, who would want to go first about their thoughts about Forbidden Door? Your favorite match, least favorite match? What was shocking to you? I would like any of you, um, you guys who haven't been on here for a while to like jump off on that, Marcus or Kodrick. Go ahead, Marcus. All right. So as I'm looking through the results and as I'm seeing, just to remind myself, I have a couple, like I said, I have a couple of thoughts. Uh, one thing that made me a little upset with the whole pay-per-view as a whole was the fact that I hurt now, this is more me being upset 
at the fact that I would, and I'm a big, and I like, and I love storytelling, but I was hearing reports like a couple weeks out that AEW and New Japan are thinking of swapping titles. And I was like, hmm, that could be a really good idea, you know, uh, especially since New Japan is really going full throttle with trying to come over to America and cross over into the uh, American uh, mainstream. Mm. I was like, you know, that, that you know, that, that, that potentially could work. And honestly, it's, and honestly, it's a great, and honestly, it's a great way to like, you know, build up a, build up a new star. That was, that was my thinking of it. So I was going into the event with that expectation, which I probably shouldn't have had, but I was just thinking like, huh, I, I understand like it's a whole other can of worms. And I, I understand that both companies probably don't want to be without their top titles for too long. Cause we don't know the details of the deal between AEW and New Japan, but you know, maybe for like a month or so while New Japan is, going on an American tour, I do believe you, you swap the titles. Mm-hmm. And I immediately started thinking of like, and I immediately started thinking like, Hmm, since we haven't heard anything from MJF, you know, we could use him as a kind of a way to like screw over AEW storyline wise. And so that's why new Japan would have the AEW world championship. Cause you know he's frustrated, and that's that's just that's just a thought I was thinking. That's just one of the thoughts I was thinking. I was like, kind of, kind of wish there was a little bit more storytelling going on. Uh, and like I said in the in the fucking segment, the uh, world championship matches going back to back. I've never really appreciated that in uh, WWE. Cause like I said, it just kill it just it just kills the crowd. Like you could have had the the John Moxley and Hiroshi in the Hiroshi Tanahashi match earlier in the card. And I understand like, you know, I understand you want to make both matches seem big, but at the end of the day, like only one of them really could be the main event. Even if like, it's a code main event type thing, the one that goes on at the end in all intents and purposes is the main event match. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, and so like, honestly, how I would have probably done it is I probably would have had the AW match go on first because it would have been a great way. It would have just been, it would have been a great way to hype up the crowd. You know, you got, you, you even saw it when the crowd really got into it. Cause like, this is like one of the first times since Okada became Okada. I know we don't really speak about the dark times in TNA when he wasn't Okada yet. Mm. But this is like one of the first times since he became who he is that we've seen him in America. And so just that moment, just that sheer moment of just like electricity of like four of the best workers in the world, one of which who we don't really get to see like that. And who very and rarely ventures out into Japan, something that would have got something that could have set the tone for the night. Or maybe it could have been the main event just because how big that moment was. Because honestly, because of that, and I get there was a lot, and I get there was also like just a bit of like messiness with the how the match ended because of Adam Cole's injury. Like that was something that probably should have gone on last just because it would have given the fans something to go home with. And then also just the fact that there was no MJF in a, just not utilize, just not utilizing him. But other than that, I really thought it was a really, really good show. Mm-hmm. At times, it felt a little WWE ish. Okay. 
At times it felt a little like that, but other than that, like it was just other than that, it was a good show. So um, I, I I do have a question though, and, and this is because I didn't watch the show. I just read reports and stuff. And for all intents and purposes, for what I understand, it was a great pay per view. It didn't feel over too long like uh, the last pay per view did. But my question is, and I'm asking just as a open discussion. Do we do? Does anybody did anybody feel coming out of that show that the New Japan talent got buried in any of these matches? Because, and the reason why I ask is because if we're going to call a spade a spade, let's say if this had been, and we've seen this where we've had like if this had been WCW talent coming over to the WWE and WWE guys would have beat them, everybody would have said Vince is burying the, the outsider. You know what I mean? The outside company because they're not WWE talent. Like, like dude, I, to Marcus's um, point, like, like, cause for somebody who's not familiar with, the the Japanese wrestling audience and I get AEW is more of a smart crowd more of a uh, of a you know a cross branded you know audience as far as from a wrestling community like they're more they know more about the the indies the 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 New Japan's the all you know what I'm saying like the mm-hmm. the luchas and all of that so they're more familiar with the talent more so than I would say a WWE crowd would be, but I do think, you know, if you, if, if, if you're going to showcase that talent or what have you, I do think like maybe they probably should have had more winners from Jap from the Japanese audience, from the Japanese Mm -hmm. Um, promotion. Right. Um, I'll, I guess I'll start off with that because um so like no the Japanese talent definitely wasn't buried in my opinion personally. Um mm-hmm. it's it's an interpromotional, you know what I'm saying, type of thing versus like Vince inquiring a whole plethora of wrestlers from a company that he brought for however much he brought it for. Uh-huh. To where, you know, you don't have to necessarily, you know, show how, you know, put whip your dick out on the table and show how big it is. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, we're here to put on great matches, tell these in-ring stories, and then that's that. Um, at least for me, everything made sense of people winning, um, whether it was AEW star or New Japan star, it never felt as if, like, Oh, this person should have won because why the hell not? Because it's you know, nah, it just made sense. Like orange, like for instance, Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay. Right. On paper, yeah, both are good, but Will Ospreay should have won that match. You know what I'm right. saying? Like it, right. it makes right. sense. Like he should have won that match. Um. Yeah, like but I so. Guess, like, I guess like like to to to. I don't know if you guys remember when WCW they bought they had they did their in a promotional deal with uh what was it all Japan this was in the mid nineties 
and they had yeah. they did cross, they did cross promotion, but you did have some of the talent. And I remember uh, Mike Tenay, He was he was very big on promoting not 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 just the Mexican talent, but the the Japanese talent, and where the Japanese guys actually got wins. So people were like, "Oh, this is this guy." But again, like if you see something and you like it, you're going to look it up. You're going to you know study it. You want to read about it. You right. know what I'm saying? And that's just what that was. It's like a nice little, I guess, show and tell of wrestlers who, you know, we should know and they should mm-hmm. be displayed to us. But, you know, it's just a different market. Man. But, um, I guess, I guess, I, I guess I'll go into my review of the shit or how I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, of course. Um, go ahead. I enjoyed the pay-per-view. Um, if I, out of five, like, I would give it a four, four and a half, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of people refer to this this pay-per-view as the cursed pay-per-view. Personally, I think it was more of a blessing than anything else. Um, reasons being is that, one, it wasn't long at all. We was out of there by 11 o'clock. Or eleven, or eleven and some change. We was up out of there. Uh, we got some solid matches out there, some pretty good matches. Uh, fuck Thunder Rosa. Um, and and um, yeah, I, I think I think I hope Tony learns that less is more. Because the mm-hmm. thing that I had an issue with with the last pay per view was that it was so stacked that you didn't really like. At least for me, I didn't care. It just felt like matches on matches. Like yo. Yo, you bored? Yeah, I'm bored. You want to go have a match? Sure. That's just what it felt like. And mm-hmm. some people like that. I'm just not one of them. And I get it. New Japan does it to where they will come on at 2 o'clock in the morning and be finished by 12 p.m. But the difference <laughs> between the two is that but the difference between the two is like at least with New Japan, it's going from, hey, we got our beginners here. Like, yo, these are developmental people right here where their finisher move is a drop kick. And you just see it progressively go up and up and up. And yeah, it's long, but at least it's done with reasoning and reasoning and rhyme versus like, hey, we got 90 niggas here, fam. Like, yo, we about to give you 45 fucking matches. What's good? <laughs> I'm good on that. Like, I don't I don't need that many matches. Like, yo, give me eight. Seven to eight good solid matches, and they give them time to work on their matches and tell a story in that ring. And I feel like that's what, with these injuries, allowed that to happen. And I hope Tony continues that formula on here on, uh, because bro, I'm not trying to be up till midnight waiting for a title match to come that ain't come yet. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I guess, you know, my favorite match, my big, my, my nice surprise was his, uh, Claudio Cesaro mm-hmm. for everybody who knows him. Um, it was pretty good to see him. Uh, I think he'll fit in good there. Um, I'm curious to see what he do. Uh, I know a lot of people making jokes like, oh, he'll end up on dark or whatever. And it's like, fam, he ended up in catering at WWE. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? If he's being used and being utilized, like, you don't matter where he's at, at least he's being used and utilized, and I'm happy for that. I'm, I'm hoping he, we can see good things from him. A lot of people say that, yo, he should have been champion and all that good jazz. Uh, was he a great in-ring competitor? Yes. Do I see him holding the main belt? No, not in WWE, only because, again, entertainment company and Believe it or not, wrestling isn't the entertainment part. Your character is. And being a wish version of Jason Statham is not <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, so I'm curious. So like, I, I want to see him with the belt. I want to see what he can Because at least here, he'll get a chance to actually show it. So we'll see. Um, I wish him all the best and uh, yeah like I said I enjoyed the pay-per-view the pay-per-view was good um, I hope next year they do this again you know what I'm saying um, some people say they wish they wanted to see in Japan that's cool um, I also seen some people say like you know they wish they incorporated more of the Japanese style rules but a lot of matches had time limits on it um, which is cool it's just very like you know very cool like, I know in Japan, they do the time limit thing, which is actually interesting and adds to the story. When well, they, they, do do that, they do that, they, but they do that regardless. Like, you hear uh, Justin Roberts say this match is scheduled for one fall with a 20-minute time limit or whatever. Like, I, you know, that that doesn't surprise me at all as far as adapting to the Japan style. They do that in AEW anyway. Yeah, so, which, I mean, if they did, I never paid attention. So, thank you for letting me know on that one. I never paid attention. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm glad that they did keep that keep that going. Um, I just wish that maybe they added it into a match and made it special for one match at least. But, you know, maybe next time. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I'll, I'll, that's that's a very quick one. Um, I'll let everybody else speak, and then after that, we can go jump in touch into the MJF thing because I I, I have a lot of different opinions more than every everybody else. Everybody seems to love it. I'm like, eh. yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Um, well, who clutch? Um, I'm, I'm. I know you watched the pay per view with with uh with a microscope and then making sure to check out every match how did you feel about the pay-per-view maybe presentation something they could have done better something could have could have cut back on favorite matches worst matches and i'm the only one who watched this shit <laughs> look everybody everybody else didn't watch shit i'm gonna say this I'm glad. I always love it when New Japan comes stateside. It's like a whole different game changer when they're here. I love it. I do wish Sonata was there. I'm not going to front. I wish Naito was there, too. I think more having their, you know, their main their main players, their star power players there would have been, made it a bit better. But for them to have that collaboration wasn't bad. I would have gave it a five. However, there's only two reasons why. That I'm only giving it a four. One, mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa won her match. <laughs> she does not need to win any more matches. Damn. She doesn't. Okay. At all. Fuck her. Wow. 
Yeah, there's a lot of Thunder Rosa hate, bro. Like you, you, it's wow. it's a lot in here. Oh yeah, y'all just Man. catching up with this. Yeah, fuck it, bro. Fuck it. Um, and 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 two, this this may be a little uh, selfish of me. There was no G O D. Oh my God, the roof would have blown off that place if you heard that damn entrance that they start playing off and just go off on Jay White or everybody in Bullet Club. That would have been absolutely beautiful. But there was no G.O.D. However, I will sit there and say I'm glad to see Cesaro was there. I kind of had the feeling when Daniel Bryan wasn't um, medically cleared, Cesaro wasn't going to be that guy to sit there. Oh, excuse me. Claudio was going to be that guy to sit there and take his place. And him and Zach, that was an interesting matchup for me. I'm not going to hold you. And again, this is why I love when New Japan gets here because you get two different styles going head to head. And what makes matchups? Styles make matchups. So I was glad to see that one. Osprey and um, Orange Cassidy by far was my favorite match. By far. Because again, Orange Cassidy looks like this dude where he just is not a threat to anybody. But the moment he gets in this ring, that gear changes and he can keep up with anybody. You know, any given day, he can beat you. So for that match with Osprey, I hope a lot of people took notice of who that man is. Because the moment he turned heel, his stock rose up. And I mean, it rose up. He's one of the very few to sit there and say that he'd be Kazuchika Okada. And not many men could say that. So that was my favorite match. Uh, again, I think y'all know my least favorite one was Fuck Thunder Rosa. Um, and yeah. But it was a fun pay-per-view for me. I wish I saw Ishii there. I was glad to see Shingo there. But, um, yeah, I think next time if they do this, hopefully you get to see more of their, uh, I don't want to say they're bigger, you know, more you know, more prominent names, but mm. it'll be cool to see most of that roster there. I, I get what you're saying. More of a, um, if this cursed Forbidden Door aka curse because it's not curse i mean quotation mark curse because even with the changes even with the injuries even what they had to substitute and then keep bringing in other guys it wound up being one of their beta pay-per-views so hey can we even say curse forbidden door i don't think so now oh. imagine if you have if you have kenny omega if, if you have kenny omega if you have kenny omega if you have um Brian, Dan- Brian Danielson. Danielson. You have CM Punk on Jungle it. Boy. Have, a lot of the top stars are injured, and if they weren't going to be injured, that would it would work a mil- uh, so much better. It would be uh, amazing, and I can't wait for Forbidden Door too. I hope it's in Japan. Honestly, like like, like imagine if that tag team, even if they didn't win, and that was a, that triple threat tag team match. It was between uh, United Empire. Uh, FTR, and who was the other one that was in there? I forgot the other team. It wasn't Lucha. Propongi Vice. Yes. Now imagine that match, and you would have thrown God into that mix in there, or if you would have had um, I don't want to say the Bucks because the Bucks already has something else as well. But imagine if you had some like like God in that match, or some other tag team from New Japan there. It would have sat there again. It would have sat there, put more eyes on them in terms of everybody's division and respectives. I only wish New Japan had a women's division because I feel like that kind of would have gave the um, women something more to do. Mm-hmm. 
because I kind of had a feeling when New Japan was there, the women was going to kind of get shunned out with it. No Jay Cargill, that's a travesty. Let me ask y'all this. So, so for, for, for those of y'all who are saying it would have been better if you had these certain people in there, like your punks, your Brian's, your Brian Danielsons and all of that, it goes back to the to the question of is the AEW roster too thick? Because to Duck's point, you probably would have had a 12-hour pay-per-view if if you had all of those names. Like for me, I just look at it like I hate that these guys are injured, but I love the fact that you know you give those other talents a chance to really shine to the point where to, to your point, uh, Clutch, you now do, you, you look at uh, Orange Cassidy in a different light. There, there, you wouldn't have, if, if, if Danielson's in the match, there's no Claudio, Claudio debut. There, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so I, I guess, I, you know, it, it, you could argue that, yeah, it would have been better had it been the, if you would have swapped out the talent with such and such and such and such. But, you know, for, I said this watching the uh, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, like people saying, well, they should have had this person, this person, and that person, but I was happy to see some of the lesser-known talent get get their showcase to shine more so than the other talent. Because, again, mm. you, you don't really know what these people can do unless you give them a platform to do it on. And if you have... If your if your roster is so star studded mm-hmm. to the point where you you only showcase the same people over and over again, it's like okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like you will see these people on dark because hell, where else are they gonna go? So I I, I do I I get what 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 you're saying, Clutch, as far as had it been this person or that person in there, it would have made it that much better, but. You know, I just take it for what it is, and I'm just happy that I'm not happy that anybody's injured. Let's be clear on that. I'm not saying that at all, but mm. I am happy that the the other talent that picked up a lot of the slack. Yeah, and, and and they put on a good show without having those star or those key marks, those marquee oh. players to carry the pay per view by name, so to speak. I agree with that. I was just being selfish with those picks because if you know. Yeah. G.O.D. is one of my favorite tag teams, and Sonata and Naito, other than Okada, was there for my favorite superstars in New Japan, so I was a little selfish with those picks. Right, I got you. All right. Um, Duck, did you you said... I'll actually, um, do, I'll actually do you guys one better. I was going to say, I'll do you guys one better. Okay. Going off of uh, that last point, when uh, those guys come back from injury, how does AEW move forward? Because now, the 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 thing the thing becomes with all the with, with AEW having such a star-studded roster, there's going to be a lot of guys out there that are going to know their worth, that know they can carry a promotion if need be. They can well, not a promotion. They can carry a pay-per-view if need be. They can carry it for a little while. How do you how do you justify going back to the norm? Like, let's just say Kenny Omega comes back and we already have a bunch of guys who were guys who showed up and were ready to go. How do you how does AW move forward that 
move forward with that? Do you just push well, those guys back down the card, or do nope. you continue going forward with Kenny? Or because you, I mean, you have Kenny Omega, your cornerstone to your to your entire company, or do you just continue letting these guys ride the wave? I, I, I mean, think somebody I never think, won a championship. No, well, I think they they go the WWE route and do a brand split. That's the only way you really could do it. Like, make Rampage a two-hour show and just have two different rosters. I mean, it, it, in all honesty, that, that will make... And then, you know, once a year, twice a year, however you want to do it, you can have a super show. But, I mean, because if you look at AW's talent, and I will say this, like, their talent roster is so stacked. And it doesn't look like it's getting any thinner, but and there, and I will say, at least AEW is trying to make new stars. I, I Wardlow comes to mind. You know, um, there's another guy. I can't think of his name, but they they are trying to create new stars. They eventually they're gonna have to split up a roster, or <laughs> maybe if you do put some of these guys on dark, that maybe people will actually watch it. Like you know, but that's a very good point mark is like how how do you how does that company go with all of these with all of this talent you know without overexposure or neglect because again and the wwe went through this you know quite often where especially during the attitude era you know they had so many stars or even in the ruthless aggression era they had so many stars that's why they did the brand split so to me, that's the 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 go to solution. I don't know who you would put on each roster because again, you have so many, so much talent. To, you you're gonna have to split them up, especially if they go back to doing house shows. Um, you know? I think a good solution, just quick, and then we'll go to the MJF stuff. Do like how you said the brand split. How how would you do it? You already have like Hook, right? Hook and Dan Housing, they're mainly on Rampage. Now they're mm-hmm. just on Rampage. Keith Lee was mainly on Rampage with Swerve. Keep them yeah. on there. Whoever Jay, you Jay Cargill is on Rampage. There well. you go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Have Jay Cargill be on Rampage and then Thunder Rosa be on, on Wednesdays. Separate them, but they can intertwine at some points, but usually just keep them separate. Whoever's already on the main, like you always see. Daniel Bryan on, on on Dynamite, and then usually CM Punk will be on Rampage to speak or have a match. Keep mm-hmm. it like that. And then that way you have, oh, I, I want to tune in to see these guys. I want to tune in to see these guys. And if you start intertwining them, oh, shoot, mm-hmm. now I get to see these guys on Wednesday. Oh, I get to see these guys on Friday. Then you create a good dynamic there. So I think that's the best way. Whatever you already have set for some of these wrestlers, like I said, Hook and Dan Housing always show up on Rampage. They're not really on Dynamite. Keep them there mm-hmm. to add an hour, get the wrestlers split up, and then, or just see who wants to do the schedules. Let's go. You want to be on this time? You want to be on this time? Let's do that. Because it does get confusing when they say CM Punk will be on Rampage on Friday, and it's literally just them recording the same night, and then it's just right. Rampage for that night. So it's like, right. bro, what? <laughs> like, right. So just do that. Definitely, but maybe a brand split. Too much roster. WWE has the opposite. Not enough roster. <laughs> but um, speaking of roster, a man that's not on nobody's roster, 
or nobody's radar, I guess, anymore. MJF, is he? Is this important anymore? Is this going anywhere? What the f is going on with MJF, bros? Stop the cat. I mean, sad. it's um, real sad. Go ahead, Mark. Oh uh, well, Duck, that was your topic because you brought Mark, it up again. Marcus, I mean, I did, but Marcus and Duck was cool. We can, we can no, I was just saying it's sad. I was just saying it's real sad. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is really sad because um, I mean, where did everybody? Where did all that hype go? And it led to zero bullshit. Nothing. Yeah. Oh. Um, Hello, you good to go? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, please. Okay, I just want to, I thought you said something. Um, uh, man, for me, I don't care. I don't care. I don't give a shit. Um, I'll be honest with you, like, yeah, the whole, like, they did nothing with it. It's very, very true. You're absolutely correct. They did nothing with it whatsoever. It just happened. And then it just kind of disappeared. But, like, honestly, like, once I let it sit there and, like, really sit and stew in my spirit, bro, that pipe bomb wasn't really all that great. It was cool, but... Fire me, you fucking Mark! You fucking Mark, fire me! <laughs> fucking, that was great. All right, he said fucking. Cool. If I was an ex-WWE guy, would you care then? Yeah, he would. That's nothing new. He would. You're answering your questions with all of this, and it's showing right now. You did all of that, and where did it go? Nowhere. Now, maybe it's because Punk got hurt that everything died off. Maybe that's what it was. Who knows? Honestly, I don't really care. But let's just say that is the reason why. Why they haven't done nothing from there, put him in a matches of matches, make him eat stew, give Tony his, his villain character. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's things they could have done they just didn't do. But just really, like, everybody's, like, I don't say everybody, but, like, like, like people love that pipe bomb so much. And I'm like, bro, was it really that great? Like, was it great because he said fucking? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what did he really, at least for me, like, what did he drop that was so great that that promo is worth being talked about three weeks later, a month later? Like, 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 I'm just like, 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 I don't know, man. Like, MJF on his own, like, I've been talking about it before. Like, He's only great because he has no restrictions on his on his on what he can say. He has restrictions, but he ain't really got restrictions. And sure, he does the asshole thing out there in public land. Cool, he keeps kayfabe up, which is dope. But it's like I don't I don't know. Can somebody give me a good promo that he did where it really matters? Because all he does is just does the like like Pat said he does these Xbox lobby ass types of 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 promos like oh you talk shit and then you say something crazy cool like you just talking shit and roasting people like that's it but like at least as a heel when you look at heels and so many heel promos a lot of them say some dope cool shit a lot of them also as great as being heels and promoting a fight like promoting why this baby should win, why you want to see them lose, why they need to lose. He just talk, I don't, like, 
I'm just, I, I guess at this point, I'm just not really, I'm just realizing I'm not truly an MJF fan. I just got caught up in the hype of his promos and the fact that he said some wild outlandish shit. That's as far as it goes. Because if you was to put a leash on him, which again, it's great now, but when the investors come and and AEW gets more money and sponsors, he's going to have to have a muzzle at some point. Can a muzzled MJF still be good at promos? Ooh, wow. I mean, I mean, truth be told, I was so I for me, I never obviously for me, like when it came to like when it comes to AEW, it's like for me, it's like it's like uh more wrestling I gotta watch. Cause like I'm starting to feel like I feel a little wrestling fatigued when you think when I when I think about it, because I like I watch Monday Night Raw, I watch SmackDown. And so it's like, uh, more wrestling. I don't feel like watching more wrestling. So I try to catch the AEW clips. But when I was looking, when I was like, when I saw how, when I saw people in the moment reacting to his pipe bomb, reacting to it, like honestly, I've n- I, I haven't seen anything like it. I have I hadn't seen anything like it. This people talking about it, people actually, re- people actually thinking wrestling is cool again. Like, what I'm about to say is a bit controversial, but this pipe bomb that this pipe bomb that MJF did, I would say, is a little more potent than the one CM Punk did in 2011. And here's why I say that AEW was always known as the cool promotion. It was always known as like, we're kind of edgy. We're, we're the cool kids on the block. We're the new, we're the new cool kids on the block. Like what MJF did was he kind of just, he kind of just, he kind of just did what a lot of, I'm going to say like, angry WWE fans do or AEW haters do. They basically say all they said he basically took what they said that AEW only cares about X WWE guys, even though earlier they said they would never just be a home for X WWE guys. He took a bunch of numbers, which when you take when you think about it, that's kind of what a lot of AEW fans were talking about when they did the Wednesday Night War and how a lot of AEW fans still are to this day. Hey, we won the key demo against whatever show we're up against. He took numbers. He took the perception of AEW and kind of turned it on his head. With what CM Punk did, we kind of already, we, we, it was already expected, like not expected. It was already kind of understood that Vince was, kind of that Vince kept people down. Whereas with AEW, AEW is supposed to be the land of opportunity. And here you are giving these opportunities to a bunch of guys who was in WWE and had their opportunity. And here I am in AEW making opportunity, uh, taking can't even, I have to, for, I have to kind of like fight my way to get an opportunity compared to these guys. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that what a what NJF did with that promo is it was kind of like a new aged 
how it's kind of like a new age, like how we all, how we always nitpick at, like how we always nitpick. He kind of took that and put it in a promo and it kind of resonated with people. I'm not bad. I don't want to, I'm not bad. I don't want to, I don't want to interject. I'm, I'll, I'll, you, I just want to make sure you finish talking before I said something. I don't want to cut you off to your point. Oh no, I'm done. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like we have had that. I feel like we've <clears> had that, that, that whole nitpicking and, and, and BS type of thing. If I don't like it, I'm going to tweak my displeasure at what I don't like and say I'm never going to watch it again. And then, Lord and behold, I'm right here. Like, Triple H did that in a promo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel what you're saying. He definitely did. I did like the fact that he did call out the fans on it because those same fans normally was chilling, cheering. That was that was pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I would say we definitely had, like, wrestlers nitpicking at the idea of, of at, at fans and their nitpicking of things, of the things that they like and they don't like. And I do understand your point of view and where you're coming from, though. It is very new age-ish. It, it, it definitely, he definitely did call out Tony's BS, and the company as a whole's BS. He definitely did do that. I would agree with you on that. And I don't. I just. I. I personally. I. You know. I see where you're coming from, but I. I. I gotta disagree with it personally. But you are the first person that I've heard say that, though. Wow, for okay. sure. Anybody I mean, else want to chime in on and that? that and, that's not, and that's not a bad no, And I just want to say, that's not a bad thing. That's just my first time hearing somebody say that they prefer this, that they like this pipe bomb better than the other pipe bomb. Because everybody, when it happened, and I, I mean, of course, it was the same, it was the anniversary of that pipe bomb. So mm-hmm. it was a conversation piece and people were talking about it. But it's, I haven't, but everybody still, you know what I'm saying, talked about CM Punk's one and compared it. But he, like Marcus is the first person I've actually heard say, nah, that one was actually better and give reasons as to why. So I appreciate it. The sigh and the hmm. Kodrick, what do you got to say about that, bro? I am going to agree with Duck on this one. Like, to me, so there's a couple, few things I want to touch on with this promo in, in the aftermath of it. So we first, you got to look at the times of social media and at people's attention span. Again, we live in an era where stuff doesn't linger as long as what they did once upon a time. You know, you hear something about one thing, a, a celebrity getting into this, that, and the other. A week later, if if even that long, we as a as a whole have moved on to something else. So, to me, it it, it the promo was cute. It, it was cute, you know. Uh, I chuckled, you know what I mean. Like, but Ooh, okay, it, it, it wasn't because again, 
it, it was just like he said some stuff and he threw curse words in it. To me, that doesn't make a great promo like that. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I didn't think it deserved all the attention that he got. So when the question is asked, do I think that they dropped the ball on MJF in this promo? My question is, well, what did y'all want him to do afterwards? Like, what do you, what do you, because again, the difference between Punk's promo, at least Punk was fighting for something. Like he actually had a match coming up that he was going with. Like, and that's one of the things that made him sit down on the stage. And he talked about his, his grievances, but at least he had a plan going into it because he already had a title match in place at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, you know, a few weeks later. So it makes sense. He tied that into the story of the match that he was having. With MJF, he never had – he wasn't fighting for anything at that point other than a quote-unquote spot. And my thing was like – I remember saying this after I watched it. I was like, so what 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 do people want him to do? Like the, is Tony Khan is he gonna is it gonna be a MJF versus Tony Khan match? I definitely don't wanna see that. Um is it going like <laughs> like I didn't understand where people for people who say they dropped the ball on it. I don't really I didn't I still don't get what do people what did they want to happen? Because uh, MJF's uh, strong point is his microphone. And that isn't to say he can't wrestle, but it's his microphone. It reminds me of when The Miz cut his promo on Talking Smack when Daniel Bryan was, uh, wasn't cleared to wrestle. Cute promo. But again, he can't wrestle Daniel Bryan at the time because he was not medically cleared. So it, he says all of this because he's mad at Daniel Bryan, but he can't have a physical match with Daniel Bryan. So why, why, like, I didn't understand what, what it was going to lead to. Now, again, so I, what I'm saying is I get why NJF has disappeared because he doesn't, he didn't have a, it wasn't like he had a match at the, uh, I don't know, what what was the pay-per-view before uh, Forbidden Door? The one that was super long. Um, was that Double or Nothing? Double or Nothing. Double or nothing. nothing. Right, right, right. Not like he, had, he didn't have, he wasn't even booked for the match, for, for, the, for, the, Wait, no, for the show. He, no, he did. No, he was. He was. And his, was match, and his match was nothing but a spawn of finishers. He got hit with 11 power bombs and then he got pinned. Oh, yeah, with Warlow. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was okay. a squash match. Squash. Yeah, but what literally I'm saying a squash is like, match. Yeah, so it was like I didn't know, like, okay, like he's not fighting for the title as to why he's, you know what I'm saying? So it, it that'd be like um your 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 favorite football player or whatever saying, well, coach won't let me play, blah. But you're not telling people, well, I want to play so I can win a cha- uh, NFL championship, a Super Bowl ring, or whatever. Like, yeah, keep him off of television. I think when he comes back, it. I think people will be invested in him again. I don't. I don't necessarily think people, you know, will not have a response to him when he comes back. So, 
Yeah, I say keep him on television until they find something for him to do and go for a title or whatever. Like, it, But he has to come back and say he wants the title because one of the things that he did mention was he's carried the company, you know, blah, 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 blah which you could argue that point. But he, he says he's given us many moments. Well, he needs to come back with that saying of I want the, my, my defining moment is winning the AEW championship. But – Another thing I, I and I'm gonna say this one last thing. Like the one thing I don't like, I hate this because it just it just proves how fickle fans are. People like promos like that. I remember when Punk, the 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 pipe bomb promo was initially a heel promo, but we live in an era where, as wrestling fans, it's okay for the for the wrestler to dump on us. It's like a roast. It's not even a like he's shitting on you even though he's telling the truth but yeah we like it because that's what that's what we want to hear we want to hear people talk shit and this that and the other so it's like mjf he said a lot of the same things i to me i just heard a regurgitated pipe bomb promo with an f-bomb drunk dropped in it and it was like i said it was cute it was cute but i i just don't like when fans are they want more of like why would I want someone basically insulting me more as a fan? Like you he, he, he's literally telling you about yourself and how fickle you are, but then you prove his point. Not not any of you guys, I'm just saying in general of how fickle you are. Because as soon as he started talking about how you fans are this, that, and the other, blah 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 blah, everybody's cheering. If you go back to 2011 where Punk was like, he told him, like, nah, don't y'all cheer because y'all be the same people who know who who's doing this, that, and the other, but y'all run up on me in the airport wanting to sign an autograph. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know, just weird. But do I care? What was the question? Yes and no. I mean, I'm, I'm more or less like, I want to see what happens when he comes back. Do I think they dropped the ball on him though? Nah, not really. Because again, it's like if he if 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 he comes back and loses, then all of this is for nothing. You know what I'm saying? But he right. has to come back and win or have a storyline where he he he's starting from the bottom and working his way up or what have you. Or, or I, get I, if- my idea was for him to start trying to take over AEW shows. And mm-hmm. like stick to Tony Khan, and anytime Tony Khan tries to like come out, he like berates him or gets on his ass, or even. And at the end of the day, maybe even like just attacks Tony Khan. It's like you're gonna give me a match, you're gonna give me a title match, no matter what you're gonna say. And you know you could, you could go fuck yourself until I get my match. I will ruin your shows, something like that, like Stone Cold did before. Something like that, just do Please. it. But like, so my question to that, Rob, is does that work in the era of social media? Because again, we have people, it's weird because wrestling is one of those things where smart fans will go and find a backstory to what's going on on television, but then complain about the story being predictable or, or they're questioning 
or you know what I mean? Like, like, like we want to go and find the best. So let's say we take your, 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 your um, scenario into play. Mm-hmm. Well, does it really play out the way we want to play out? Because there's so many people who's going to report on, well, his contract is this, this, and this. So now you're going into it with a jaded mind frame thinking, well, I know this isn't really serious or this isn't real because I know his, I know his status behind the scenes. Like, you know, it worked, it worked for Austin because the, the, you know, the internet wasn't as big as what it is now. So, you know, it, it was easier to, to get into that believability of, oh, he really is going after the boss. And my yeah. second question is, do we really want to see Tony Khan on our TV every week or every other week? See, you, you fucked it up when you mentioned that. Now I don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me. Because, like, I don't, like, people, I, like, I, I never really understand the, the true Tony Khan hatred. It's like... Like he's just like, like to hate him would be to hate Vince McMahon. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, he's out there. He's defending his brand. Like he's now, which is what he's supposed to do. Let's be clear on that. He's supposed but, 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 to do that. And that's my thing, right? right. Like, like he, he does what he's supposed to do, but get hated for it for whatever god fucking reason. But. That's neither here nor there. Right. Okay. But I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't be against it if he has something to do. Do I want to just see that motherfucker every week? No. But I, 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 I'll say he, this: if he's there to serve a purpose, yeah, I'm with it. Yeah. Listen, right? I, 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 to put it into perspective about the MJF promo, like I rather hear Max Caster, uh rap on the way to the ring cutting down people to me that's more entertaining than mjf's promo that's just my opinion Damn, <laughs> shout, out, shout out shout out to class you really want you really want to do that to goddamn bobby lashley's sister that's crazy <laughs> bro y'all y'all brought that to my attention i don't know who brought it up in the group in the whole group I, I was crying i was like whoa bro Max Cassidy, you if somebody could get at him about that, he, he, it's gonna ruin his man's whole career. <laughs> oh, I was man. gonna say that I would have rather seen MJF actually ruining AEW. All right, cool. Yeah, like, like how go ahead, was, go ahead, go ahead. I was saying I was saying that I was saying that earlier that like something they could have done just to, something they could have done and I get it it's like again I understand it's, it, it it has to be like and all the stars have to align like New Japan has to okay their belt going to AEW AEW has to okay their belt going to New Japan but like I said I was all for like MJF ruining the Forbidden Door show like just kind of just not not even just kind of really sticking it to it but it's just like look if and then like and just saying like hey look if i can't have this title if i can't hold this title that not that he's helped make it rev- make it relevant but you know the title a title that i should have been holding for the past couple of years then no one else in this company should get to hold it as well 
and just any and just like you know just any sabotages throughout the night that would have just brought the attention back to him because like in his promo i'm not above saying like it came off as and i hate and i hate doing this but it came off as like i'm spoiled like at the end of the day let's call spade a spade i I think i think the word you're looking I think the word you're looking for is entitled. But, yeah. No, not yeah. even, not even, not even, not even entitled. Not even entitled. He's not even entitled. I would just say downright spoiled. Like he's just mm-hmm. he's he's that kid. He's that kid who you see in high school that ne- that bad things don't really happen to like that. Like let's be honest here. MJF's booking has been some of the most consistent booking since joining AEW. Like his booking has been fairly consistent. The only thing that's really been missing is a championship, truth be told. And so, like, now it's like, now, like, rubber's hitting, now, like, rubber's hitting the road. You keep passing me, you keep passing me up for everyone else. Like, it's like the, it's like, it's like the, it's like the spoiled firstborn that's upset. It's like the spoiled firstborn. And so, like, I'm not above saying it's, I'm not above saying it's spoiled, but, like, just like him throwing a tantrum throughout AEW, like everyone's like everyone wants this like forbidden door pay-per-view to go off without a hitch going off with what you might call hell even he could have been on social media saying doing things like see this is what happened this is what happens tony when you don't pay me your top stars are getting injured your show's being jinxed because you don't want to give me what i want like just like that like they've all just missed like they've all just missed the ball and like trying to like capitalize on it whether it's because it's actually something real, like he's asked for his release and he wants to be let go, or if it's a or if it's a work, and like, like all in all, like unless there's something like unless he comes back and there is a bigger plan, they have dropped the ball. Like there's just little story elements that there's just little things they could have done that could have kept the momentum going. Let, 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 let me let me piggyback off of that real quick because you just you just said something that that, that struck a chord. So. You know who would have really benefited off of this and, and it would have made it more believable. This is why I you say spoiled, I'm I'm a stick with entitled because to your point, MJF booking has been very consistent. It isn't like he hasn't been at the top of the card. Marcus, you just said yourself, the only thing that's really missing is a title belt. Not once did he mention the title. Now, the person who will probably who if you're going to tie in all the stars that align, if Mustafa Ali came out and cut the same promo, it would have hit so much harder because you know he he it, it's been proven like he's not being showcased on TV or he's not getting the opportunities that he thinks he deserves or this that and the other, or if Cesaro had to come out and cut that promo or what have you because again he hasn't been featured at the top of the card to your point MJF has been at the top of the card I don't think like again I I don't really think the MJF's character is so polarizing to the point where he doesn't need a title so that that was another thing that kind of like like he's saying like well you're not giving me the opportunity to do such and such and such and such but truth be told and you just said this yourself he has been given opportunities to shine and this that and the other I don't know how much dude is making or his contract status because I don't really get into all of that but I just think like to make it more like 
that's why I said it was cute because it, it like I didn't really take it serious because it's like, bruh, like you have been featured in major storylines. You have you're on t- television damn near every week. This, that, and the other. Like if a Mustafa Ali had came out with that same promo, or let's say um, Apollo Cruz, or uh, you can throw a bunch of people under that that umbrella that would have really, if they would have cut that promo to showcase why they're mad at the boss but not giving them an opportunity, it would have hit that much harder, I guarantee you. Now, with MJF, like, like, in the grand scheme of things, everything that he mentioned in this promo, if you look at it from a realistic standpoint, what are you mad about? Because he never, like, again, he if he had mentioned the title, then great. Then, then I, I, that little inkling of what he wants, because he's making decent money, he's being featured. He, he, it's not like he, it's not like he isn't on dark and you didn't see him for God knows how long this, that, and the other. So that's why I didn't really take it the, the overhype. It goes back to, to, um, punk summer of punk where all his pipe bombs kind of made sense because it was he said you know he's being pushed aside for Dwayne for the main event of the last match of wrestlemania and he didn't think that that was right i can i i i see that like we know this is happening so i get why he's mad at that if that's what you know that's what he wants or this that and the other i didn't why is mjf mad I, I still don't understand that I mean, because again, it's like he just came out and he spoke for. I think uh, somebody mentioned like he spoke for fans or how they react on Twitter or whatever. But it's like realistically, why are you mad? <laughs> why, I mean, why? I was gonna say. Uh, go ahead. I like you respond. I was gonna say like he's. I mean, I was gonna say like he said why he was mad. He said like he was mad because these WWE guys keep coming in and taking the spotlight. And so like honestly, like truth be told, truth truth be told, right? I've only really seen one WWE guy come in and kind of like you know steal the spotlight. And this is also and this is just from my perspective. I haven't like seen all of AEW television, but. When you look at it, CM Punk did CM Punk's story came full circle. When you think about it, he did exactly what The Rock did to MJF to what The Rock did to him to what MJF did, what he's doing to MJF. They had what a two, three match feud where MJF won two of them, and yet CM Punk after that feud is in contention for the world championship. Mm-hmm. Like that in of itself is kind of messed up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of messed up. Like I just beat you twice. How are you in the world title picture over me? Mm-hmm. And so like, oh. I get MJF didn't bring up the title. And like, honestly, I really don't think he needs a title. But like, when you sit there and you think about it, it's like, huh, Dwayne was gone for seven years, came back, mm-hmm. main event at WrestleMania. And CM mm-hmm. Punk's been busting his ass for those seven years, whereas for the last three years, MJF has been, who many would say, has been the top star 
of AEW. I mean, you can argue the, you can argue Chris Jericho, you can argue Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, all of them, but you can but you can say like he has been the face of AEW, and here you and here I am, three years in, I've kind of built this company up from the ground up. You coming in after seven, it was actually seven years again, wasn't it? Yep. You came yep. in. Um, you came in seven years because you were tired of WWE, and now you coming back over here after seven years, and you're still in the spotlight. And mind you, the Rock I mean, beat Punk for the title. Damn, that was true, wasn't it? Yeah, you did. You I beat him at say, um, the Rumble. Mm-hmm. I was going to say as well, I wanted to add a little bit to it. Like, we saying all this, but like, like, all right, if my man did come in, take the belt, right, wouldn't that be exactly what Punk did? Because the whole thing surrounding that was that his contract was up. He was going to take the belt. He was going to win it, take the belt, and leave. Him doing that would be literally the same, like following the same path Punk took. He's literally just doing the Punk storyline on MJR. Mm-hmm. Also, he also called out everybody, talked trash, and then when Punk came to the ring, he ran. We've seen that video. We've seen them clip. I can't believe you're going to do some hostile takeover and you ran. <laughs> from the eyes. I'm sorry. From one guy, bro. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, yo, I'll fuck up the whole block. I'll fuck all y'all up. One oh, shit, it's Debo. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So it's I'm like, just kidding. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Oh, like, you, I'll kill her. Oh, shit, it's you. Never mind. We good. I'm going to fight for her. Why can't we talk that grown man? <laughs> right. So, like, I mean, like, I hope, like, if they if they were to go that route, I hope that wouldn't hurt him. But it's like, we all seen you run when Punk came to the ring. Even if you would have got whipped, you still would have been fine. You know what I'm saying? I guess that was supposed to be the heel part because he talked trash and then he ran like any normal heel would do in a situation like that. And, but there, it's like, and, and, and there you go. That's what, like, I never took it as a shoot. Like from from that region right there, because he ran like he did. He stayed in character as a heel. Man. Like my man said, I air the whole block out. Oh snap! Never mind. Yo, I got to go. <laughs> and mind you, pay, then, and then Punk came out with one shoe on, like and his sock on. <laughs> Dude came out looking like a hobo who went to attack him. Like, nah. <laughs> oh man! Yo, my man came out with one shoe on, bro. That's wild. His shirt was half on and everything. <laughs> right, my man looked unprepared and was like, "Yo, bro, what's going on, dog?" Yo, oh man! But I mean. <laughs> It'll be really weird for them to never, ever, ever talk about this again. Like, they just continue on. I know we're talking about it, but ultimately, at some point, they're going to have to say something. Right. They kind of have to. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of like the big elephant in the room. Has it it been a statement uh, from, like, uh, Tony Khan or or and I'm using air quotes right now, AEW management that MJF has been suspended or anything. 
No, they took they took his stuff off. They t- they basically making it seem like he's fired. They took his uh they took him off the uh, roster page. They took they, his they, merch down off the website. So they're trying to make it seem like it's legit, but they haven't said no statement as far as I'm concerned. I'm about to look it up real quick. Yeah, uh, I don't think they gave a statement. They just took his yeah. stuff off. But what's also wild is like after this though, after that we we've seen we know that he's out there doing something because of the whole Sherry Shepard situation. Mm-hmm. So we know he's out there doing something. What? Who knows? But he's out there still being MJF. So we'll see. I mean, no, he's still around. He still exists. I mean, he hasn't made any comments or I think his Twitter has been silent, too, which is even that's awkward because he's usually talking shit to everybody. Man's so, on vacation. <laughs> he you know, vacation. He chilling. Tony said, "Yo, I'm gonna give you a mill. You you duck out for like three or four months. I'm gonna give you like a mill, mill and a half, a year, and I'm gonna give you the mic back. All right? You just need to go to Dubai, go somewhere else, bro. You can't do this right now, bro. He went to Dubai in this economy. A million dollars yeah. is enough, bro. Yeah, oh, well, I'm, <laughs> hold on, wait. with <laughs> <laughs> <Dubai. laughs> that one. Go to Florida. I don't know, man." All right. Well, from MJF to a man that doesn't even really need an introduction of I'm 20 sorry. years. What can, can, can I can I just say this real quick, right? Because oh, sure. I, I need to say this because there's something wrong with this shit, and it's been mind-boggling me all fucking day. Did this nigga Dave Bowen sit there and call Billy Gun Daddy ass? Did yes. he really say yes. that on live television? <laughs> yes, I, I, I texted it as soon as I heard it, and I, you were like, Yo, no, no. This man really was on live TV. <laughs> well, call this man daddy ass. Well, remember, he said, scissor me, daddy ass. That was I didn't want to break that part up. See, there you go. <laughs> I didn't want to break that part up. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. That, that sounds even worse. Well, oh, what was even worse is that him and and as um um Max Caster, Mr. Ass or Daddy, whatever the fuck he's calling himself now, Billy Gunn beat four of the young lions in a handicap match. That was it, expected to it was, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect to the ass boys, I guess that's their new name now too, to like run out for the entire match. And I was like, okay, damn. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna be real. The young lions always get their ass beat in every match. So this, 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 this is nothing new. <laughs> that's that's true. like that's, them, that's like them paying they dudes. They get their ass whooped in every match. It could have been it, hell. It could have been Nyla Rose and they would have lost. I'm telling you. All right, you you right, you right, you right. They, I'm like five, years, on five years from now, they're probably gonna be some big shit. But don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, look at Shota Umino when he had that match with um mm. yo uh Wheeler Yuta and um. It was him, Yuta, and uh, Eddie Kingston. He showed out in that match. So you know they mm-hmm. get their time when it when it comes. But yeah, when they're young lions, they they get their ass yeah. by everybody. All right. So again, from MJF to well, the young lions and then the ass boys and the daddy ass to a man of twenty years in jorts who never gives up, never surrenders. Ruck fools, John Cena. Hold up, that's false. John Cena did tap out. Why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, this is this was before Boy Scout John Cena, but yeah, he had <laughs> tapped. Right so can yeah, we say my man tapped, tapped and he gave up? He gave up, bro. 
It was it, who never gives up or surrenders within reason. Oh, no, 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 I don't believe that. No, because Kurt Angle put that ankle lock on that man, he tapped out, but now all of a sudden he gets that never give up uh shtick, he don't want to tap out to it. No, no, okay, <laughs> oh. you same, you the same John Cena we've seen, buddy, tapped out like a little, like a little bitch. Yo, Ray, Ray Day came out through you on that one, Marcus, real quick. I was like, oh, okay. He about to call me a bitch now or something like that too. God damn it! Oh, no. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Good guy, Marcus. Oh. Turn bad. That's it. Got that nah, heel turn. Got that man. Heel turn. Nah, call me heel turn, Marcus, real quick. Yo, there we go. Heel turn, oh, Marcus. Um. Then again, if it's Rob, it's not really a heel turn. It never is. It's I'm like, like uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but um, anybody want to comment? Twenty years of John Cena. I, I mean, feel like Todd should go because he's like the biggest John Cena fan I know. All right, yeah, God. yeah. I, I, congratulations, salute the giant. Um, I think he has uh, earned his spot, and that isn't to say that John Cena has been perfect. You know, we go back to the argument of your own personal perception of what is deemed the greatest of all time I will say he has definitely had the longest run and I'm just happy that he's to that point now where I think people are universally loving John Cena you know we saw it last year with the summer of Cena what have you so you know it was it's good to see him in um Good to see him in good shape. I, I enjoyed his promo uh, last night. You know, very passionate and, and truthfully told. And this, this is the crazy part because I heard people say, oh, he's pandering and this, that, and the other. And it's like, no, I didn't get that. I, I just felt like he spoke from the heart, you know, and that's how he legitimately feels so yeah I think I think he's deserving like and as far as his uh reign at the top I, I don't know I don't know if we'll ever have another person who will have that top spot for that many years and I don't count I would say from it's been a 15 year at the top of the card run I, I go from 2006 till to now or what have you you know, I don't count. I don't count the uh, early years of John Cena because that was the early years. But yeah, I mean, I have nothing but good to say about him. It, it just goes to show the two different co- how how how, and I'm comparing this to AEW how the two different companies are structured. Nobody's going to say John Cena's to mathematician, you know, or 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 this that and the other but he has he has he he did Hogan all over again but he didn't have to be the best wrestler he didn't have to be the best talker he just had to have everything come together in jail and I think you know if you if you go by moments matches and you know this that and the other you do a John Cena playlist you're gonna 
you definitely gonna have several volumes to that, which is a testament to how long he's been doing it at the top. And I've always respected him for the schedule that he kept outside of the ring. Like, dude was always working. And, you know, you can't do nothing but respect that. So that's what I say about John. John, uh, I, I don't know if I would call him the greatest of all time, but I think for people, I think, now I'm happy to see that he is now being considered more so than not. When you talk about your Mount Rushmore as a wrestling, a lot of people, even though they may not necessarily put him in that top spot, but he's he's definitely more so in the conversation than he was when he was active on the roster. So that's that's my John Cena take. Salute to salute to the OG. All right. Anybody else want to uh, speak on John Cena's um, 20 years? Um, Marcus, would you like to go next? Sure, I'll go next. All right. So, <clears throat> I remember when I first got into wrestling, I was a, a man of 11 years old. Actually, how, yeah, it was 11 years old because it was 2005. And so... Damn, I, I feel old. <laughs> Right, damn. Bro, my mother said 2005. Come on, because let me find out we were on the same age, dude. God damn. But anyway, go ahead. I just graduated high school, dog. You was 11. What the hell, dog? Jesus Christ. You know who the old heads in the group are. (laughs) (laughs) So when I sit there and I think about it, I, uh, so back then, this was, so my first introduction to wrestling was my friends at the lunch table telling me about uh, SmackDown, actually, but they were at, but they also talked about John Cena. <laughs> so I remember my first mat, my first Raw was the match between John Cena and Kurt Angle when John Cena had that first blood match with Kurt Angle. And so that was my first wrestling main event. Then a couple weeks later, I convinced my mom and my stepdad to buy me, to let me buy, to let have them buy the New Year's resolutions, the New Year's Revolution pay-per-view. So <clears throat> all I can say is that John Cena has been my personal favorite, my personal great, the greatest wrestler I've ever seen. And it was a little touch and go there for a while because that Cena hate was getting kind of heavy, but <laughs> but honestly, I can definitely say that some of my greatest mo- some of the greatest wrestling moments I've ever had came from John Cena. <clears throat> and he also has like my he also has like the, the my favorite match of all time. And if I had to compare John Cena to <clears throat> excuse me, if I had to compare him to another great in the world of sports, I would have to say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. For those of you who know, uh, those of you who watch basketball and know who Kareem is, a lot of people credit Kareem for being one of the greats of all time and mm-hmm. be, and doing it so consistently for over mm-hmm. a 20-year career. And so, honestly, a lot of John Cena's accolades, you could say, match up to Kareem's. I would definitely say that with Kareem, the second 10 years of his career weren't that great. 
Whereas with John Cena, he seemed to be getting better with time. But all in all, just 20 years of greatness, just 20 years of dominance, just someone who's been consistently great, someone who could consistently call upon, who you could consistently get a decent match out of. I'm not going to say always get a great match out of, but who you could consistently rely on getting a good match out of. John Cena. Can, 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 I, can I say this, uh, Marcus? I'm impressed at the fact that you, you compared someone from your childhood growing up to somebody who was long retired before you were even born. That is impressive, sir. That, 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 right. that, is, that is very impressive because when you, when you did your comparison and you said Kareem, and I was like, wow. Like, <clears throat> you know, just just, just from those two comparisons, you know, I, I that impressed me, sir, because not many people, especially your age, a lot of people won't even know who Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is. So that, that kudos to you on that one, sir. By that logic, by that logic um, Marcus, uh, how much would it be to rent that time machine that you got? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm a historian of basketball. I go back and I try to hit, I try to go back and I try to uh research players and all that. So I try to make sure I know it because I mean, not to go into a whole basketball thing, but a lot of people are trying to rework the top 10 players of all time in basketball as of late. And so you got to you got to I'm always a big fan of you got to respect the OGs, but if I was to compare John Cena to a great who's still playing, I would have to compare John Cena to Tom Brady because there was this quote I heard from a sports analyst that said, I can no longer deny Tom Brady as the GOAT because I've never seen a player who has been able to call upon their greatness as consistently as Tom Brady. And honestly, when John Cena was in that, first off, when John Cena – did the, uh, what is it called? The U.S. Open Challenge. Consistently great matches. He was able to get a great match. He not, not, not saying he pulled a great match, but he was able to hang with some of the stars who we see today. Cody Rhodes, back then we called him Stardust. We called him Stardust, and that was wrong at WWE. Having a great match with John Moxley, having, consistent, having three great matches with Kevin Owens. Hell, even able, even able to keep up with AJ Styles, who many said John Cena would net, who, who many said John Cena couldn't even lick the bottom of his boots, and was able to keep up with AJ Styles. Like I've never seen a wrestler personally who's been able to call upon greatness and get better with age. So, if I had to compare, yeah. go ahead. Oh, my bad. I was going to say that U.S. Open Challenge is what. I guess reunited <clears throat> my life for John Cena. Um, I could tell you, I I felt I felt a uh, victim to the Cena hate. Uh, <laughs> I loved him dearly until that Marine shit started popping off, and I was like, bro, I don't. This shit is whack. But that that U.S. Open challenge, bro, it really opened my eyes to how good that dude was. Because, like you said, it wasn't like my man, he was putting on main event pay-per-view level matches every mm-hmm. week against people that he was just calling out, giving them shots. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, y'all the new, y'all the new youngins come through. Mm-hmm. And 
that Kevin Owens feud is what really like the US Challenge reunited, but that really made me fall in love because like this dude is truly killing it, bro. You had you you had matches and then made out of that match you just made a feud, a good ass feud, where every match was better than the other. And that's kind of hard to do. Right. I think uh, the one thing that kind of stands out with me with John, ironically, is the cheesy never give up. And one thing I always respected about John, especially as I got older, was, you know, people would talk. And again, it, 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 we live in an era now where most wrestling fans, it's cool to be the bad guy. You know, that, that's, what, that's what we root for. We root for the bad guy, this, that, and the other. And from a realistic standpoint, you know, every time John would say that, like, he'll come out, he, he loses a match or he didn't win the title that he went up for. He was like, you know, I lost, but I'm never going to, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And, you know, just from a real a real life perspective he was a very good to some myself included was a very good motivational person because you know I think we've all have had our share of struggles or whatever with people where we're going through our personal stuff and you know you have people around you saying well you need to change you need to become more of fuck you or whatever whatever it's like nah I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing I understand people ain't going to like me all the time. I get it. But for those who do like me, I respect y'all, this, that, and the other. And truth be told, that's, I don't know how much more realistic in the real world one can get. Like, I I understand everybody's not going to like Kodrick, but I'm not going to stop being Kodrick just to appease the ones that don't like me. The people that, that like me, love me, or what have you, I love him back to the fullest salute. But to me, John, and I think like what used to kill me was people would hate, but I, and I said this to one of my partners one time, I was like, truth be told, if, 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 if the WWE was, is kid friendly, which it was, wouldn't you want somebody to come out there and, and a superhero type person to constantly tell or preach to your child who's taking this all in in a world full of negatives and this, that, and the other? Like, no, be yourself. Don't give up. You know, hustle. Stay loyal. Respect others. Yada, yada, yada. Like, you know, so Actually, I've always respected John. to sell drugs? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like I've always no, respected John for 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 not turning because mm. I know everybody wanted him to turn and everybody did turn, and I think that's what kind of made his character John Cena the character stand out because everybody wanted him to turn, but he yep. never did. Nope. And and it's like, and I'm pretty sure, and he's he said this before, like. It had been talked about, you know, and truth be told, the 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 wrestling norm is when people start booing you, you turn heel. And this has been proven over and over again. Mm. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I just like the fact that he never 
he always turned that idea down because of the stuff that he, you know, does outside of work. And plus just the message itself applies to real life. Like, you know, like, you know, shit happens in your life. You're not supposed to give up. Like, you don't, I know I'm a fight to the end. You know what I mean? So I've always respected that from John. Right. Another reason why, another reason why he also turned it down as well. And this is a testament to him. Nobody there was beating that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want me to turn heel? Cool. Who's going to replace that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, and, they had nobody for that. You're right. Like, even now, you don't even have that. Like, it's around, but it ain't really there. Like, it ain't John C. It ain't in your face. There is no like you got the the, the cartoon villain with, with, with Roman when he's having fun with the kids and talking trash to the kids and all of that. Mm-hmm. You get that. You get that type of villainy. You know, it makes the kids feel like, yeah, I'm strong and mess with them. It's cool. <clears throat> but you don't have that hero there. You don't have that. I want to be that guy when I grow up. You know what I'm saying? No. Mm. No, no real good guys, and it really just goes to show you how important he was to the universe and what his and, role was. And to your point, you know, do people not realize how hard it is to be positive in this world in 2022? Yeah, you, you ever had you ever had that one person who, or and maybe it was maybe it was you. Not, I'm just saying in general, where somebody comes to you and they're venting a problem and you and you're literally trying to provide words of encouragement and they damn near curse you out i don't want to hear that shit like i'm going through this this and this man just just hold on man you know you're gonna get through this like don't 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 give up now i know it ain't going the way you want to but don't give up now and people will look at you like fuck you like I don't want to hear that. Like, like <laughs> it goes. Well, it goes. It goes with um, people want to be heard. They don't want to be told what to do. They want to just talk. They want to yeah. vent. And then the moment you say, "What you could try to do is," they just shut off. And then they, uh, you know, you run into this in everyday life with people, and but they yeah, run into a situation, your, and it sucks. Yeah, but to your point, Rob, if you to that same person who wants to be heard. If you in that amen corner, oh, you're the best friend. Like, oh my God. Like, man, fuck this job. Yeah, man, fuck that job. You should go in and da 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 da. da. Yeah, blah, blah. Now you got a crew. You tell somebody, man, just stick it out. You know, stick it out. Look for something better. If you find something, then move forward like that. Like, you know, clutch. I'm pretty sure you can attest to this. Like, because again, you, you, you have kids who come in and want to, you know who who tell you their issues and stuff like that, and it's like, oh boy, don't nobody want to hear you talk positive. Like, like I had I had to calm somebody down at work because he had another issue at work with somebody else, and I'm literally telling him like, don't let this other person, don't let this situation jeopardize your money. You know, dude looked at me like I was stupid. Like, man, nah, I want to snuff him, and I'm like, bruh, like. <laughs> It's your livelihood, bro. Is your ego really more important than that chat? Mm. 
What's that? What, what's that? Is your you were saying that he looked at you crazy, like he wanted to snuff him. And I was just saying, dude, is your ego more important than getting the check? Because right, like if right, ego, right, 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 right. You know if your ego is bruised, you got to go ahead and do what you got to do for you to feel better. Knock them the hell out. But is that knockout going to pay your mortgage? Right. <laughs> like, 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 dude, dude, like, like you got kids. Like, like, see, like, see, see, we in the day of the time of TikTok or and Facebook Live. So that knockout is gonna be like, oh, you wanna knock, you wanna go fighting and you work for our company. Now you don't have a job. Now you got a criminal record. XYZ. It it mm, one bad mistake. That's all it takes now. That's all it takes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I've always appreciated John for and it's sad for me to even word it like this, but go against the grain and actually mm. talk positive. Like, like it, realistically, yeah, you, you shouldn't give up. Like, you ain't going to win every fight. But, you know, keep doing what you're doing. How many times? And, and it's crazy because it's on a case-by-case basis. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, somebody somebody having a hard time, they're they going, they, they going back to college. And they realize it's harder than what it is or whatever. You, 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 to your point, Rob, where people want to be heard. I don't think wrestling fans wants to hear that positive talk from their wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the legit hate comes from because, again, you know, depending on the person, if you, if you, if you call your mom and you telling them you got an issue at home or at work or whatever, you want your mom to hear you, but you want your mom to tell you, look, baby, don't, don't, it ain't gonna always be like this. This is a temporary thing. It's gonna pass this, that, and the other. I just, I just don't know if people wanted to hear that from their wrestler. Right. If that makes any sense. I guess when you go, when you, went from that you know you went from a Hulk Hogan era eat your vitamins take your vegetables uh, take your vegetables eat your vitamins you know what I meant when right. he used to give those speeches and they were like positive and all the Hulkamaniacs you guys need to do it and be strong together and so it was like that reiterated but it wasn't the same way because John was always about everybody else the fans he always wanted mm-hmm. the little kids. He wanted. He didn't want to be another Hulk Hogan. He became his own person, John Cena, and he right. successfully did that for so many years. Um, the weirdest part, the weirdest part is when y'all guys are talking about this. I did realize like how much, because I mean, one of the moments with John Cena that I remember fondly was sadly it was at a bar in Staten Island when they were showing the pay per view, and. Everybody groaned when John Cena won the um, when John Cena had won a New Year's Revolu- Revolution, right? And we're mm-hmm. like, oh, all right, Edge's music pops in. He fucking biggest actually pop hit of the night. biggest yeah. pop of the night. He gets the mm-hmm. pit. the 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 bar exploded, yep. bro. Like we're all like, yeah. yo, fuck yeah, fuck that motherfucker. But like, I guess it's because we're like, we're just like, all right, we were getting tired of it. We understood it, but we weren't like really saying fuck John Cena himself. It was like, all right, we're kind of tired of the shtick. And, and you know, and you know, and you know, looking back on that, and Edge won the belt. What did he do? Those same people who popped, we saw Edge in his draws the next night. 
Yo, a sex romp with Lita, bro. Like they, they try to bring the attitude era back hard. Like, no, that's not how we doing this, fam. We can't do that right now. Like that that's who y'all cheered for though. That now y'all right. gotta watch them in his damn boxing briefs. Like they really was trying to sit there and do that shit. That's what makes it worse. Right. Yeah. Lita was actually naked and all that, and it was like, bro, this is I, mad awkward. I was never so happy to see Rick Flair in my life. Everybody, everybody, that man stayed in his drawers. But you know, I think (laughs) no, I I was just trying to say, like, there's been times where John Cena wasn't it was a face, but he was a troll. John Cena, I mean, remember he came out and was like, Oh, did y'all expect a heel turn? and he was like, Turn his ankle, trying to be a smart ass about it he was trying to like be a smart ass to the people who are the smart fans i guess who always mm-hmm. try to say he needs to turn heel and he's like no i'm i'm turning troll on y'all then he hold the sign up that says john cena wins just to be an asshole about it and it's like yep i won again go ahead clutch the crazy thing about john is he to me he was being nice because he could have roasted any and everybody if he wanted to Oh, look what he what did to Miz. And I, and I oh think that I was about to say, you seen what he did with the Miz, bro. Oh, my yeah, God. And that's the thing. Like, yo, this man, like, literally, and I think that's, I think, pissed a lot of people off. Because he was that guy for everybody. Like, for the like for the most of the grown men, when he was basically roasting everybody in rap verses, he was mm-hmm. that guy. Obviously, the women will fall for him because... He's a, you know, he's an attractive dude, whatever. And then the kids, this man was a real, like, superhero to these mm-hmm. kids. Like, when you think about the things that he does inside the ring, this man has the most make-a-wishes in God know in history. Mm-hmm. So just imagine, just look at what he did with that family where he spent the afternoon with the, that family from Ukraine. Right. Oh, he yeah. spent the whole right. afternoon with them. So this man literally mm-hmm. takes his time out his day where he could be doing anything else he could be anywhere else and he's literally spending his time with people because they're going through some real deep shit Uh and everybody and that's hard for one person to take up everybody's problems right everybody's emotion everybody's baggage everybody's trauma then deal with your own then go to the movie me shoot a movie they can go to WWE. They still have to have time for your own life. That's not an easy thing to do. Well, you look at you look at you look at Fletch, his relationship suffered because of that. You know, forget the I'm fact that he missed so many, you know, birthdays and this, that, and the other, but you know, his relationship suffered because of that. You know, with Nikki, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna let everybody go, but I'm gonna tell y'all the one perfect time John Cena could have turned heel, or probably if if there was a leeway for him to turn heel, he he should have did it then. But y'all go ahead. <laughs> I mean, with Nikki, she wanted kids and she wanted to get married, and John wasn't trying to give her that. But well, because he was devoted to his career, and right. ironically, he he, and he, he went part time. He went part time, and he he got off that movie schedule, and lo and behold. He had time to be a husband. Yep. Like, <laughs> I think she just was like at that time. Like I want to me, Lord knows, you ain't gotta tell me twice to say thing. Now you know Nikki Bella, but mm. but mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like in that case, though, it's like 
again, as you said, Kai, a lot of relationships suffer. You know, you got to be really devoted mm-hmm. to what you do. And you got to yeah. have a hell of a ride or die to sit there and say, all right, I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick through this with you for you to sit there and, uh, you know, do what you got to do, because that's that's not easy having a husband or a father that's not there all the time because they're doing something else for other mm-hmm. people. And that's really what they do. Isn't They don't get no off season where they right. can say, OK, I get a month off to my family or maybe maybe more like the vest, like, or in rings, you know, they'll probably get that time to sit there and say, all right, I'm going to take some time off, but they don't get to do this now. So for the fact, like I said, for this man to be a, literally a real life superhero, a real life superhero. And I know duck may not like this quote because Batman's a Batman quote, but like injustly, or no, I think it was Batman versus Superman where Bruce, you know, said, they said, how many good guys are left there? How many people stay that way? John John is one of those guys where he's a good, like literally a good guy. He stays that way. Is he perfect by no means? I'm just saying, you know what? I mean, but um, but like I said, um, again, he he stayed so true to who he is. Is he perfect? By no means, but. If it's something that he wanted, if it's something where you say, okay, we're doing this for this family, this, such, and such. He's like, all right, tell me when, where, what I got to do. Mm-hmm. And I got to respect that because not a lot of people will sit there and be willing to give up their time, let alone their own day to sit there and be that good person anymore. Right. Right. I mean, <sighs> to have that much um, energy to spend that much energy and then to still be as positive as he is. And if you see his Twitter or his social media, he's always like that too. He's always trying Mm -hmm. to put out a positive message or if, Oh, let us support this and make sure about this and right and human rights and everything like that. And he's, he's done that and he keeps doing it on all out of the ring out of, even when he's filming or doing something, he's still doing something. He's trying to be, at peace or pe- peaceful to everybody. And he literally is a peacemaker, but not as violent, obviously. <laughs> but <laughs> but it does it does help. Um I'm I just glad you you're right. But um we gotta we gotta turn um wind down on this. Um and anything what I want to say before I do the uh shout out down um to leave is um you know John Cena salute to you man 20 years you know, you was hated on. I hated on you for a little bit, but you came back. You improved like fine wine. And yo, your next match, I'm I'm waiting for it. Thank you so much for the 20 years. Um, and also fuck Batman. Peacemaker was correct. Batman nothing but a little bitch. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, that's what he said. So some haters in here. <laughs> Anybody else want to say anything before we can't tune out? Man, I, I just I, I've enjoyed this. Uh, it's been a minute since I've been on, um, but I've definitely enjoyed you know spending this time, uh, enjoyed discussing all of the topics. You know, I listen frequently, not as not as much as I can because I don't have a lot of time on my hand, but um, I do le- listen as much as possible. And Rob, Duck, Clutch, Marcus, and everybody else, uh, Ray Day, you know. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing, man. Y'all, y'all got a good thing here. I, I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, 
that's what we're here for, man. We're here for entertainment. We do want to talk about the big topics. We do want to talk about review pay-per-views, but we do want to hit real topics and have all you guys on because we want to hear from y'all. And I'm so happy that you were on. Call me. Thank you. What? <laughs> I got something to say before I head out. Yes. Okay. Mar- I got- Heel turn, Marcus, or good guy, Marcus? I'm good guy, Marcus, right now. All, All right. right. So the good bad guy, the good bad guy. There you go. This, this, this is this is going. This is this is something nice to end this all off on. Batman's the goat. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Whoa, you see? Wow. That is bullshit. That man is definitely not oh the goat, God. and he is trash. So, oh my gosh! Poor hockey to you, good sir. <laughs> he, he jumped off. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> he he left before he could see it. He gonna hear it. Oh no, it's fine. Oh, no, it's fine. It. Let, let him get his shit off because we ain't gonna let that stay on here. And that's just how we ended. Nah, fun Batman. Okay, Batman. <laughs> All right. All right, Batman is the worst thing that ever come to Gotham. You might as well just go ahead and end it because I'm gonna just keep talking trash about Batman. <laughs> so right. Batman is shit for Gotham because Gotham more problems. Do you know this motherfucker actually <laughs> has a that captures all the red suns in the universe but can't do nothing for goddamn Gotham? Help me understand that. You got seven suns <laughs> in a suit, seven goddamn red suns in a suit. But they take that goddamn money and get free health care to the city. You ain't. You know what? This is the most random ending to the episodes I've ever had. Actually, clutch oh, anything before we go. Um, uh, yes, John Cena yes. and everything like. Uh, this 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 is gonna be a little acknowledgement, but it's not gonna be towards John Cena. And no, 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 drop it. Not towards your tribal chief. Y'all should already be doing that. Um, this is for y'all. Know how I. God, this might surprise you, but Duck and Rob usually know what I say about the kids. Um, today, my Eagles were Warriors. We had our final game today. Uh, we, we took an L, but um, I'm proud of my children because they sat in and they made it to the finals in their first year on the shortened season mm-hmm. when nobody else thought that they would, and they tried to sit there and move the goalpost on my children, but they still did the damn thing. So I'm proud of my 37 Eagles. And I just want to give the acknowledgement because they sat there, like I said, in a pandemic year. We had a bubble year. Mm-hmm. And they made it to their finals in their first year. And they gave Those. me second place shits. But I'm going to throw them things in the damn garbage because we don't do second place over here. We ain't the twos. We the motherfucking we ones. The I ones. heard that. So I love out. that. Shout out to them Eagles, man. Shout, Shout out, out to them. Shout bro. out to them. All Congrats, day. Man. And, 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 and kids, I want y'all to remember, when y'all grow up, don't be like Batman. Yo. Oh my god! <laughs> Don't be like Batman, yo, Words so, of wisdom. So, so real, real quick. So, I hope to be back on the week after SummerSlam because mm. I will be attending that show. Ooh, I figured you was. I figured you was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. I, I, We'd love to yeah, have you on, definitely. Yeah, just to get a live crowd take on it or what have you so it's, it's always different from a live crowd from that tv definitely different. always thank you always. so much man oh and um one last shout out to uh dashing d he actually gave me his information for project code name wrestling presents summer clash it'll be august 6th from 8 5 p.m to 8 30 p.m tickets will be 20 to 30 dollars at union new jersey just to let you guys know, and a shout out to Dash and D for being on some of our episodes and then giving us a good insights to the backgrounds of wrestling. Um, right. 
and Dash and D, we want to invite you out, you know, before your show. Come holler, you know, come talk to us, come right. promote, right. do whatever you want to do. Right. You want to have a promo battle, we can do that. <laughs> All right. That's what I want to hear. All right. All right, guys, this has been War Wrestling Alliance Radio, and we are signing out. Thank you very much.